This is If I Go Missing, a podcast where we tell the stories of those who have gone missing so that they aren't forgotten. And maybe, just maybe, we can help bring them the justice they deserve. I am your host, Megan. And I'm your co-host, Lynn. Are you ready to dive into another story? Always. Let's do it. Let's go. Cruises are supposed to be a safe haven from crimes that occur on land, but sometimes we can fool ourselves into thinking and believing things that are not always true. In 1998, at the age of 23, Amy Lynn Bradley had just graduated from college. She was about to start a new job, and her family wanted to have one last vacation before this new phase in her life began. Initially apprehensive of going out to sea for the trip, Even though she was a strong swimmer and trained lifeguard, she put her worries aside and the family decided to go and have a great time. On March 21st, 1998, Amy, her parents Ron and Iva, and her brother Brad, who was 21 years old, boarded the Royal Caribbean cruise ship, the Rhapsody, in Puerto Rico, traveling to Kiriko, and it was a typical cruise ship housing more than 2,000 people. The family had a great time on their first night, On their second night, the family had gotten dressed up to have a fancy dinner. So, you know how when you go on a cruise, they take that picture? Mm -hmm. So, the last photograph of her before she went missing was taken that night aboard ship. They have one of her with herself and one of her with her brother, Brad. Okay. After the dinner with her family, she ended up going to the onboard club and was drinking and hanging out with the ship's band, which was called Blue Orchid. The bass player for the band was named Yellow. In real life, his name was Alistair Douglas. And Yellow, as he's frequently referred to, testified later that he saw Amy around 1 a.m. At some point, her family said that she took her cigarettes and lighter and had gone out to the deck barefoot to have a smoke. Between 5.15 and 5.30 a.m., her father saw her sleeping on the balcony of their cabin. Presumably, she did this because the interior cabin was too warm for her. This was the last time her father ever saw her. At 6 a.m., he went into their room to check up on them again, and she was no longer there. All he found in their room was Brad sleeping, but no Amy. He noticed Amy's shoes still in the room, but not her cigarettes or her lighter. Thinking Amy was up and around the ship, Ron went to look for her. Ron said he did this because it was very much unlike Amy to up and leave and not tell anyone. For most women Amy's age, it isn't unusual for her to walk around a cruise ship without her parents knowing exactly where she is, but the difference with Amy is that she didn't take anything with her. Yeah. Her ID was in the room, and so were her shoes. Are you really going to walk around a cruise ship barefoot? Yeah, that's what I'm sitting here thinking. I mean, and if you're going to go, like, to the bars and hang out, or if you're going to go, even if you're going to go to the pool bar or whatever they have. You're going to wear shoes gonna- to get there. You're going to need your ID. You're going to need your shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's just weird. And if she's a smoker, that's going to be the first thing she grabs. Mm-hmm. Because eventually she's going to have to have one. Yeah. It's just how it works. Yeah, it is. You won't find them very often walk around without their cigarettes. So for someone who went missing without her shoes, according to the Charlie Project, she actually brought 10 pairs of shoes on the cruise, and none of them were missing from her cabin. Okay. Why would you take 10 pair of shoes and then walk out without shoes? You wouldn't. I mean, obviously, she's just that kind of person that... Likes shoes. Yeah, I mean, 
Some people are like, nope, I'm barefoot all the time. I doubt she was. Mm-hmm. She's probably one of those people that always had some sort of shoe on. When Amy failed to return to the cabin, her father was understandably worried, and the family urged the ship to page her over the ship's speaker system, but they refused on the grounds that it was too early in the morning to use the loudspeakers. The crew also refused the family's pleas to back the ship away from the dock or to secure the gangways to prevent any potential kidnapper from whisking Amy away. It was not until around 8 a.m. that the page was finally carried out, but by that time, most of the passengers had already disembarked for the day. Someone's life could have been saved. I understand that you don't bad publicity. You don't want to alert people that someone's been snatched. You don't want these things. I got it. It could have been, God bless her, she fell overboard. You don't know. could be perfectly innocent. She could have fallen on one of the decks and busted her head, and nobody knew until they found her. Just announce it, mm-hmm. and, and don't let anybody off that ship. With, with trafficking so bad, I mean, even in the last 10 years, trafficking is terrible. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be foolish, especially in international waters. Oh, my God, no. I mean, good Lord, in the morning. Because in international waters, you're nobody's problem. Exactly. Hence the term international waters. So nobody's really going to waste their time, Mm -hmm. effort, and manpower looking for you because nobody's responsible for you. Exactly. It's somebody else's responsibility. They can easily brush it off on someone else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Since Amy had still not returned to her cabin, the captain ordered a thorough search of the ship, scouring all 10 decks and 999 rooms of the massive ship in search of the missing young woman, but there was no sign of her. Duh, you didn't let her off the ship. Exactly. It was as if she had just vanished into thin air. Even then, the captain of the cruise would not post pictures of Amy or inform the ship's passengers of her disappearance. He felt that the news would upset the other guests. We don't want to do that. I mean, it's only know. it's only my my loved one's life worth yeah. messing with here. But you gotta sure. have your priorities straight, though. Don't somebody's vacation up just because your your child your child went missing. Let my child go missing and see if I don't screw your whole vacation up. Because if you don't tell mm-hmm. them, I will. I can guarantee you, I got a big mouth. I don't need a loudspeaker. Mm-mm. I can tell you right now. You can either put it over the loudspeaker, or I'm gonna put it over mine. And you can take that as a threat if you want it. Oh, I can guarantee you. All in all, the cruise line was extremely uncooperative during the entire process and adamantly denied any responsibility for the family's missing daughter. After pleading to ship officials not to let any passengers off the ship dock, as officials didn't want to disappoint the thousands of passengers aboard ship, ship officials conducted their own, quote, laughable search of the ship but found nothing. They told the family that the planned schedule must be kept to and that if more time was needed on the island, the family should stay behind to do what was necessary. The Bradley family decided to stay on Curico, where they contacted the American Embassy for help. The FBI learned that a thorough search had actually not been done by the cruise ship line, only the common areas were scanned. Cruise security had, in fact, only done a cursory search of the common areas and restrooms, and not a thorough room-by-room search that they claimed they had. That's a surprise. I know, right? It's so sickening. I mean, what if she had been held on that ship till the next port? Maybe it wasn't Kiriko that was their destination. Maybe it was the next port. You could have found her. Exactly. The concerned family returned to the ship and met 
with who was described as the ship's, quote, risk management agent, who turned out to be, in actuality, the cruise line's attorney representing the company in any legal action taken by Amy's family against them. Oh, let me dive shock. <laughs> the FBI and family then flew to meet the ship at their next stop so they could reboard and investigate further. A cruise video promoter gave the FBI footage he had taken at the nightclub that night, which included footage of Amy dancing and holding hands with a man named Alistair Douglas, a.k.a. Yellow. Yellow face would be black or blue. Well, you know, something that actually came up later on, and her brother didn't think about it at the time, that morning before any of the crew or passengers had been alerted to anything, Yellow actually approached Brad, Amy's brother, and said, hey, man, I'm sorry about your sister. Not like, where's your sister? Is everything okay? I'm sorry about your sister. And not only that, he claimed that Another staff member had told him what was going on, but the staff hadn't even been alerted at the point in time in which he approached Brad. Yella knows something. Yeah, Yella, Yella's behind this. Two girls also stated that they saw Alistair and Amy together at 5.30 a.m. leaving an elevator to go back into the club. Alistair was then brought in for questioning. He passed the polygraph and was not deemed a person of interest. The questioning of Alistair caused Brad to remember the odd encounter we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, things come, once you calm down, things start coming to mind. It's like, oh my God, I forgot about that. You know, I didn't realize this or that. Mm -hmm. So definitely, you know, Yella, he's a man of interest. Not only did Brad remember this odd mm -hmm. encounter, Amy's mom also remembered an odd event that happened during the dinner on the night of her disappearance. You remember those cruise pictures we were talking about? Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, the cruise photographer took photos of all of the patrons and posted them for sale outside the restaurant. And every single photo that Amy was in was missing from the board. Okay. The photographer told the family he precisely remembered printing them out. But to this day, it is unknown who took these photos or why they were missing. Okay, that's just, that's just creepy. That seems to me like a targeted thing. Totally. Maybe she fit a profile. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's true, too. That's true. These snatchers, they have certain profiles. Certain. They want more blondes. They want more redheads. They want more, you know. She's a brunette. It was okay. They want more brunettes. <laughs> but they, they, have, they have profiles that they're looking for at this time. Apparently, it was brunettes at this time. There were also some other spooky little details that surfaced, and it was later claimed by the family that at a party on March 23rd, the night before Amy's disappearance, they had seen a group of individuals who were not passengers come aboard the ship with a dance troupe and proceed to mill about and observe the party while standing near the ship's railing. The family had felt that at the time it was rather odd that these strangers would just be allowed to freely board their ship and watch a performance along with paying passengers. Um, sounds a little illegal to me. Like, at the time, it was more of like, a, wait a minute, we paid for this. Why are they getting it for free? I agree. On that, on that standpoint, I agree. And um, y'all people, we don't know nothing about y'all. Exactly. And then, you know, looking back on it, it was like, well, that seems even more fishy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is infuriating. 
It was also claimed that three of the ship's waiters had acted somewhat inappropriately towards Amy during the days leading up to her disappearance, calling her by her first name, flirting with her, and inviting her to go along with them to the shore. And Amy herself at one point had mentioned that they gave her the creeps. As the Bradleys began to search for their daughter, at least one sighting was brought to light. A cab driver in Curico said that a woman matching Amy's description approached him and asked for a phone, but he didn't realize anything was wrong. That sighting was never confirmed, so it's unclear what happened to the woman. It is unclear just what connection these strange details have to the disappearance, if any, but they certainly give the case a rather creepy, menacing, unsettling quality. Yeah, it, it just, I don't know. I can't help but think this was nothing but a snatching. Little Mr. Yellow and some of his friends, they knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. That's um, how I've always felt about this case. Totally. De- I mean, definitely so. The FBI investigation on the ship did not lead to any arrest, and the ship ended up docking and letting everyone off. Brad and Ron went back to Kiriko to search for Amy several times, but with no success. America's Most Wanted eventually ended up doing a special on Amy, which brought in new leads. In August of 1998, five months after Amy went missing, Canadian computer engineer David Carmichael was on a beach in Curico where he saw a girl being walked by two very tough-looking men. He said that she looked frightened and like she was about to say something to him when one of the guys motioned her away and gave her a menacing look. Carmichael initially thought nothing really of the interaction until he saw America's Most Wanted. He even flew to Virginia to meet the Bradleys. He also recalled seeing two very distinctive tattoos on the woman, a gecko and a Tasmanian devil. Amy had these exact tattoos. Amy had even designed her Tasmanian devil tattoo herself. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. The FBI immediately sent people to the island to look for her, but they were unable to find anything. In 1999, a member of the United States Navy visited a brothel in Barbados and claimed to have run into Amy, or at least a woman that claimed to be her. The sailor claimed that the woman told him her name was Amy Bradley and begged him to help her, saying she was not allowed to leave the brothel. At the time, the sailor was confused and he told her, you know, there's a Navy ship close by, they can help you, but he never reported the encounter as he was on active duty and feared repercussions. And he didn't know anyone was missing since he had been on active duty when she went missing. He never... Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah, I mean, he was never home to see the episode of America's Most Wanted, right. hear the story. Right. So when a girl comes up to him and says, I'm Amy Lynn Bradley, help me, he's like, that's great. Who are you? I'm sorry, but a person asks you for help. You take, take the repercussions. Maybe you should be doing your job instead of being at a brothel. This is true, too, but then he wouldn't have seen her. That's true, but, but still, man up to what you have done and exactly, save this girl. Exactly. I mean, here, okay, you know, sir, I was where I wasn't supposed to be, but this girl came to me. She asked me for help. I had to help her. I took her to the police. That's all you got to do. I mean, you've saved her life. And if not, she's at the police where they can do something about her. Mm-hmm. They can get her where she's supposed to be. They can protect her, protect her in some whatever way she needs protecting. Mm-hmm. Or she thinks she needs protection. I mean, I don't know. She's some psychopath. And she believes that that some bad guy's chasing her. And she really is Amy Lynn Bradley. <laughs> or she really is. Take her to the police. They can get her the mental help she needs if she's just kind of loopy in the head. 
or they can get this girl home to her family. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, poor Amy. There was then another potential sighting in 2005 when a witness named Jody Marr claimed to have seen Amy in a department store restroom when a woman entered with a couple of men. The men threatened her if she did not follow on a deal. When the men left, she approached the woman and the woman told her that her first name was Amy and she was from Virginia, which is exactly where Amy was from. Why would somebody make this stuff up with big burly guys dragging her around? I don't know. Why would that not make you believe what the girl's saying? But she told the woman this about herself before she was taken away by the men. Using the sighting from Judy, a composite sketch was then created from the sighting, but it did not lead to anything. Also in 2005, the family received photos from the Caribbean of an online advertisement for sex workers, and a woman named Jazz looked identical to Amy. The image was spotted and sent to the family by a member of an organization that tracks down potential sex trafficking victims on adult websites. The family sent the photos to a member of the FBI who said he was positive Amy was the woman in the photos. In fact, I've even heard other retellings of the story to where this guy was kind of up and coming in the FBI when he was looking at these mm-hmm. photos. But he was willing to stake his career on the fact mm-hmm. that this was her. Like, he was that sure about it. He, you know, he mm-hmm. said, I would stake my career on the fact that this was her. Well, I'm going to tell you that the doctor that just got out of med school two months ago, He's going to be more gung-ho to get out there and prove himself. He's going to be more out there to give you 100% of the latest, greatest whatever mm-hmm. in medicine. Same thing with this guy. He just got out, just became FBI or whatever. He's new to it. He's got to get in there and prove himself. He is going to be looking for every little pixel in that picture that could lead him to something he was just taught. He'd probably be the first person I'd trust over the guy that's got 40 years experience. So, you know me, I am like the sleuth, basically a detective guru person with online snooping. So, prepare to be completely mind-blown because this is just wow. This is a photo of Amy Lynn Bradley. Okay. You notice her distinct higher cheekbones. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is the photo from the adult website. It looks like a possibly a scared or uncomfortable Amy. Mm-hmm. This is the sketch composite from that bathroom meeting with Judy when she said, you know, I'm Amy from Virginia. Mm-hmm. That totally looks like her. That looks more like her than the adult picture did. Probably because she was more made up. If you mm-hmm. notice, she has, that person has on a lot yeah, of makeup. major makeup. This right here is totally, yeah. It's a dead ringer. Mm-hmm. She looks very disheveled and everything. This is that adult photo again. Yeah, that composite totally looks like her. The composite is a dead ringer. This is a picture of the three people she was sighted with. This is man number one. Oh. Man number two. He's scary. Man number three. Oh, my God. That's worse. Poor Amy. Oh, that's just scary. Those guys are totally creeps. Yes. The composite and the cruise ship photo picture of Amy will be on our Instagram as well as the photos of the um, burly men she was last seen with. Oh my gosh, you're creepy. So please be sure to go take a look at that after the episode's over because the composite is truly mind-blowing. It is exact to her. Yeah, if you look at the composite and you look at this normal 
Amy, the Amy that mom and daddy had with them, not not the other one. It it totally goes, oh, well, shoot. Mm-hmm. That lady's saw Amy. She did. Thank God Amy's alive. Please, God, keep her safe because Amy's out there. Too many people have seen her. Please keep her safe. Bring her home. Over the years, theories have developed amongst web sleuths and crime addicts such as myself. And honestly, theories to me are better kept behind closed doors. I want to provide a show that tells the facts and does not focus so much on the ifs, ands, or buts. I am learning while I write these stories and produce and edit these shows that sometimes being purely fact-driven is difficult. Sometimes theories end up coming into the story whether I like it or not. When a case has so much mystery shrouded around it, theories may be the best hope we have. There are only three main theories that still circulate today, but in the event that one of them is true, And based on the evidence, I'm honestly thinking one of them might be. I'm going to briefly talk on these theories. The first theory is that she was drunk and fell overboard while on the ship, which ultimately led to her death by drowning. Alternatively, some have speculated that she jumped off the ship to commit suicide, but based on everything we know about her from her family, I honestly don't think suicide's a viable theory. But falling overboard could very well maybe. But if you really think about it, the last time she was seen was in the early morning hours by her father, who placed her sitting out on the balcony of their room. We know she had been out drinking that night. An accidental overboard would be a very good theory. The only thing that stops me from fully believing in this overboard theory is the behavior of the crew. Along with the behavior of the crew members, all of the weird instances that her family took notice about aboard ship They really just point me in a direction other than an accidental overboard, especially those at the nightclub on board the ship. Both of these scenarios are generally thought to be unlikely. Not only was her body never found, but Amy was a proficient swimmer and not shown to be suicidal. And and it's been said that she was not nearly drunk enough to have simply fallen overboard. A good swimmer would have to be pretty drunk to... um lose their faculties of swimming. Because, I mean, it's a natural instinct to start flapping your arms or whatever anyway. But if she was a really good swimmer, and I think it says she was a lifeguard. Trained lifeguard. Trained lifeguard. So she's got to really be good. She's not just your basic, well, she swam pretty good. She's really good. Yeah. So she's going to have to seriously be drunk. Staggering out the bar, she could hardly even stand up. That's the report you're going to get. People have said, like I just said, that she mm-hmm. was reported to not be drunk enough to simply have fallen. Exactly. So this brings us to our next theory. Good old theories. The second theory is that for whatever reason, she was kidnapped and held aboard the ship for a time. Perhaps in one of the passenger cabins. That was not searched. She would have probably been drugged to ensure that she kept quiet until the abductor could smuggle her off the ship. True. So this theory, to me, is only the beginning of the plan, actually. I think that this very well could have happened, leading me to think theory two is just the part one of the plan for what actually happened. This theory is related to the most complete theory about what happened. What I think most likely happened is actually the next theory, but I think this theory is related to complete the theory about what happened. Many think she was taken, though not necessarily in the manner described above, but somehow 
taken nonetheless and sold into sexual slavery. As safe as the seas might seem these days, the truth is that pirates still exist. They can be found in many parts of the ocean and they don't follow the laws. According to reports, there were pirates nearby when the cruise ship docked. And some believe that members of the crew worked with them, taking Amy as part of a human trafficking scheme. Yeah, that makes some mama vibes go off. Because I'm sorry, this girl was abducted. But also, that was as we were talking about this, one of the sightings was in Barbados, and the other was in Curica. So I was thinking as I was talking about this to you, how did she get from one island to the next? You know, I mean, I guess the men could have taken her. Yeah, they transported her probably by boat. But the pirate theory puts that into more of a plausible thing. You have the means of passage now. This is true. Because, I mean, you can't fly her from place to place. You don't, I mean, if she has a passport that says Amy Lynn Mm -hmm. Bradley, red flag. No, that you can't put her on um, a commercial vehicle, cruise or plane or boat or train. It's got to be something. Secretive and private. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody's private yacht. Um, it's got to be a private thing, or a pirate's or private boat. I mean, and, and not only that, if she were killed, if she fell overboard, how are these people seeing her? Exactly, and that's the thing about nobody's found her body because eventually, it's thought that a body would wash to the surface of somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm going on a limb. Has this ever happened before on that specific ship? I'd like to know. I would too, actually. Because um, it kind of sounds like maybe the crew, in a way, was in on the cover-up. The circumstantial evidence surrounding the case seems to support this theory the most, but considering that most of it cannot be entirely verified, there is still no concrete answer as to what really happened to Amy Lynn Bradley on the cruise ship that night. The Bradley family still offers $250,000 in reward for information leading to the return of their daughter and a $50,000 reward for information that leads to her verifiable location. There is also a $25,000 reward offered by the FBI. At the time of her disappearance, Amy Lynn Bradley has short brown hair. Her eyes are green. She's 5'6". At the time, she weighed 120 pounds. If you have any information on her disappearance or current whereabouts, please contact the FBI. Thank you for listening to another episode of If I Go Missing. I'm your host, Megan, and I put a lot of thought and hard work into these episodes. I write, edit, and produce them all myself, and it means a lot to me that you guys take the time to listen. If you would like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at if i go missing podcast then we also have our twitter and that one is at megan noel pod if you want to reach out and suggest a case you can do that on instagram or twitter by sending us a dm we also have a facebook page called megan noel podcast and we also have discussion groups for the podcast and the name of the discussion group is if i go missing a podcast